If you're watching this channel, it's because you don't enjoy watching the world squander what Christendom built, and you want to do your part. Today I'd like to mention one means of doing just that. Email made by and for Catholics. Check out Fide Email. That's F-I-D-E-I -E dot email. Built for Catholic individuals, families, organizations, and groups. They're private, secure, and of course Catholic. God bless. Cardinal Joseph Tobin, who is famous for his use of Twitter to wish someone whom he said was his sister, if you believe him, a good night in the most eye-opening way imaginable, is a key figure in the Synod of Sin going on in Rome at the current moment. He was asked a hard question about making Catholics truly feel welcome in the Church. Given that prior to the Synod of Sin, many Catholics who were traditional-leaning, or even merely just conservative, because they are two different things, they don't really feel welcome in the Synodal Church of the New Advent. His responses were published to in Crux magazine, and they seem pretty straightforward, but as many are pointing out, his response is actually pretty laughable, because the documents that allowed him to close Latin Mass parishes in his diocese make it pretty clear that the present hierarchy of the Church views traditional Catholics with suspicion, and that in the synodal process, many of us were excluded from the process itself. The question was posed to him by Diane Montagna, the Catholic journalist who has been causing some problems for the modernists in apostate Rome by asking some rather pointedly truthful questions. And while going over all of this, I'm going to ask that you pay attention to Cardinal Tobin's responses and note the implications contained therein. So, from Crux Magazine's article, quote, Tobin was asked about Catholics who feel that their concerns were not reflected in the Synod's preparatory working document, called the Instrumentum Laboris, which was drafted based on each of the seven Continental Assembly documents, specifically those who attend the traditional Latin Mass and who feel, quote, banished by restrictions Pope Francis imposed in 2021. In response, Tobin said, quote, The experience of feeling banished is something that is sadly part of the signs of the times, not only for people who very much love the traditional Mass, but for other communities too. To this end, he recalled how, while he was still Archbishop of Indianapolis, he had to close parishes, quote, because they had simply lost their original purpose. And some of these parishes had been built along an old railroad line that was no longer active, and the archdiocese couldn't afford to keep all of them running. We had to discern with the people what was the way forward, and we had to make some very painful decisions, Tobin said, saying one man appealed the closure of his parish all the way up to the Vatican's highest court, the Apostolic Signatura. However, years later, when he was already reassigned to Newark, Tobin said he got a letter from the man who, after some time in his new community, admitted that closing the previous parish, quote, was good for us, but we didn't know it at the time. Now, that's probably, I can see it's not satisfactory to you, he said, referring to the journalist, Diane Montagna, who asked the question, but said that for those who prefer to attend the traditional Latin Mass, quote, under the conditions of the two modu proprio, as well as the decisions of the dicastery for divine worship, there are still opportunities for it, but perhaps not what they've been accustomed to. I know that's caused a lot of grief among people who have particularly identified with that mass, but I don't think they've been banished from the Catholic Church, he said. End quote. The implication I hinted at before is quite simple. 
Like the man who was saddened by his geographically obsolete parish closing but eventually came to accept it, Tobin expects traditional Catholics to eventually be okay with the closure of their parishes, because the consolidation of growing parishes into tiny, remote locations that are hard for many Catholics to get to will be good for us in the long run, apparently. That's the assumption, and it rests on a simple premise most people have forgotten about. The purpose of Traditionis Custodis was stated pretty clearly in the responses ad dubia of Cardinal Roach, which if you recall was the follow-up to Traditionis Custodis, and the responses was just issued just before Christmas in 2021. The purpose of Traditionis Custodis was to return traditional Catholics to worship at the sole and unique expression of the Roman Rite, the Novus Ordo Mass, which is no longer called the ordinary form of the Mass, by the way. That language was abolished by Francis in Traditionis Custodis. Hence why we see Cardinal Tobin say that these restrictions will eventually be seen as good for traditional Catholics by traditional Catholics. Traditionis Custodis, through the responses ad dubia, instructs the bishops to educate traditionalists on just how great the changes made to the faith at Vatican II truly were. They are true believers in this, the so-called reformers and their heirs, among which Cardinal Tobit is highly ranked. They truly believe that we will come into full communion and that what they call our schismatic attitude about things will be cleared up once we're educated on why ambiguity on moral matters is actually really awesome and it's okay now and why the church takes a much more compliant role in the world affairs than it had before the council. That we just go along now with what governments want to do mostly and why the church endorses a whole host of ideas that had been previously condemned in the syllabus of errors, because that's also what happens now. It is expected that we will embrace this contradiction once we're educated into believing that a contradiction can be seen as a good thing. All of this was the result of Diane Montagna asking Cardinal Tobin a basic question in responses to a silly statement he made. Now, America Magazine quoted him on Twitter with this, quote, Cardinal Tobin at the Synod, the church is most beautiful when the doors are open. As a superior general and then as a bishop, Cardinal Tobin said he had attended six previous synods. And this is, quote, the most diverse synod I've ever participated in, end quote. His invocation of the diverse word makes him sound like a secularist of a particular political bent. Because he is, and not a cardinal of the Catholic Church, who should be above secular political movements, ideologies, and the revolutionary ideas that go with them. He should act like what his office demands of him, but he doesn't. That diverse word sometimes isn't a good thing, such as when you have a group of people meeting at the Synod of Sin in Rome right now debating whether the Church can change practices and beliefs held for 2,000 years or not. When some of the diverse viewpoints are held by revolutionaries who want to upend everything, that isn't the kind that he's supposed to be thinking is a good thing. But it's being treated as if it is, and in the church, that's a very troubling statement, especially given that he's the one who will actually be the governor of Vatican City when Francis goes to his personal judgment. And also given that Jesus said the truth is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Cardinal Tobin, like most of the synod of sin radicals, needs to reacquaintance himself with the words of Jesus Christ. The implication that Traditionus Custodis made that traditional Catholics are soft schismatics is very strange in light of the events of the ongoing Synod of Sin. Francis has invited actual schismatics to attend the Synod of Sin and participate in the deliberations, even though they won't have the right to vote. These actual schismatics are Protestant and Orthodox prelates who are in open schism with the Church and in many cases they promote actual heresies. 
But there is another group of schismatics Francis has openly invited to the Synod of Sin, and those are his fellow travelers in promoting sin and error. To illustrate what I mean by this, let's turn our attention to something Catholic journalist Edward Penton wrote on Twitter. Here, Mr. Penton describes something that happened at the Synod of Sin just a few days ago. Quote, Paolo Ruffini, president of the Synod's Information Commission, mentioned yesterday some of what was discussed regarding the flesh during the Synod. Some speakers addressed the issue of identity of the flesh, saying that it must be addressed with responsibility and understanding, remaining faithful to the gospel and the teachings of the church. On this point, there were those who called for greater discernment on the church's teaching on matters of the flesh, and others who said that there was no need for further discernment. He added that when it came to pastoral care regarding James Martin Couples and the divorce, delegates spoke of the importance of, quote, remaining precisely faithful to the teachings of the church. But Ruffini said that, quote, more or less everyone who spoke on these issues said that we must reject all forms of fear of the James Martin crowd, and that it was, quote, also said that many difficulties arise from a lack of knowledge of reality and the personal journey of individuals. Then mention was made of the need to defend the family. He continued, There was talk of the abuses of our credibility being called into question by scandals such as the Ted McCarrick problems from a couple decades ago, and the need to eradicate all McCarrick-type evils, and to do everything to continue to be close to the victims. He also said, quote, The story of Jesus' encounter with the adulteress was mentioned. Jesus welcomes her, but says to sin no more. And he says the same to the disciples, end quote. You know, that all sounds fine, until he invokes the concept of fear of the James Martin crowd. By fear and using that phobia word, he actually means hate. Very few Catholics fear or hate anyone. It's, frankly, the brutal truth. We just don't. What we fear are the consequences for others living in sin, and especially if we ourselves live in sin. And if others reject the church's authority to teach on the matters that are so pertinent to their salvation. We hate is sin and the consequences of sin, but they can't accept that. So that orthodox-sounding statement from Mr. Ruffini illustrates a point for us, given that Francis recently said that the church can bless these pairings as long as the church isn't blessing sin, that he's going to leave it up to individual priests. And the point about this was this. Cardinal Tobin was asked about how not all Catholics are welcome at the Synod, that our very real experience has been that despite all the good talk of our being made to feel welcome at the Synod of Sin, the reality is that faithful Catholics who believe the same things that all Catholics believed. To the past couple of decades are largely not welcome at the Synod of Sin, while those who reject the Church's teaching on all manner of morality are in fact welcomed at the Synod of Sin. Reality is something not lost on us, so Cardinal Tobin can say all the nice-sounding things he wants about being welcome and how these restrictions on the traditional Mass are good for us all and all that, but in reality his words ring hollow. When the people who most desperately need moral guidance on matters of faith and morality aren't being told the truth. The Church is being used to sell them a lie by actual schismatics who happen to call themselves Catholic and they don't care one bit about the salvation of souls because they've all bought into the lie of, dare we hope all men are saved. They're the schismatics, not those of us who want the same faith as our ancestors, who want the same faith that nurtured virtually all of the Latin Rite saints.
What do you think of all this? Is Cardinal Tobin right to say that we'll eventually think traditionus custodus was a good thing? Is it kind of funny to you that the Synod of Sin representative said that the Church must maintain her constant teachings, while Francis is himself subverting those teachings? Let me know in the comments, please. Hit like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. As always, pray for the Church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.